Hey everybody, it's Dan with Church Table Productions, and it is March 6th. It's St. Patty's Day month. Yay! And it's technically supposed to be spring. And um, or getting warmer out, especially down here in Texas. It's pretty much warm all the time. I mean, like, we've had days in the winter where it was like 72, 75 degrees, people wearing shorts. And then we've had days where it's like 35 degrees and it sucked because I hate the cold. Um, I was born in the middle of, in the middle of the year in June, and so I was born in the hottest month of the year, or you know, or it's just hot, and so I'm warm blooded, and so whenever <laughs> my wife makes fun of me because whenever I uh, whenever it gets below sixty with the north wind, I put my thermos on, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's the greatest weather ever." I'm like, "No, actually, it's quite cold to me. It sucks." But anyways, um, so we got to back up just a little bit and because I need to talk about what happened after Jesus was born and this is such a quite big thing because after Jesus was born uh, a lot happened to him and uh, it's uh, it's the thing so um, this is what's in what nots on Christianity damn church productions so let's jump in so what happened after Jesus was born and uh, like I said, was a, there, a lot happened. A lot was going on with him, and it wasn't the easiest thing in the world for any Christian at that time that was living in Herodian Judea or King Herod's realm. Um, because uh, we've learned that King Herod was a, uh, even though he did a lot of good for the community, as in Christians, but for the Christians, early followers of Jesus, um, it was really, it was bad. So, um we'll get into that with this post. So what happened after Jesus was born in this post, I'm going to get very detailed because it deserves it. It's hard to tell the nativity story or a Christmas story in pieces when every word has its own meaning that is relative to telling of Jesus birth and childhood. So let's begin. Okay. So in Matthew 2, 2, 12, it's just easier to read the scripture to you. We already met King Herod. So we'll pick up in the middle of the first scripture. Soon afterwards, some men who study the stars came from the east to Jerusalem. Where is the baby born to the to the to the be the king of the Jews? The king King Jews. Uh, oh, sorry. Let's see what translation is this? Uh, I think this is NIV. Anyways, um, I forgot to write it down. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We saw his star when it came up in the east, and when he came to worship, when we came to worship him, this was. This was to King Herod. Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it's rising, and he can't, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was pretty troubled. He was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chiefs, priests, and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. He, then Herod called the Magi secretly and uh, um, questioned them, uh, got out of them from the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search directly for the child, diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star uh, said, "And behold, the star had been seen at the at his risings preceded them, until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They never they were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary and Mary his mother. 
they prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their they opened their treasures and offered him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Okay. <clears throat> Remember the translations are going to be different from the type of Bible you read. And again, I'll cover that in another post. All right. So why was King Herod upset by this? Because a king daring, because any king during that time and even today, uh, throughout time and even today, uh, any would any king would naturally feel threatened if they heard a new king was on the way or already there. Uh, we will cover King Herod in another post. We already did that. Now that we know that King Herod is still alive and he died in 4 BC, we have to think that Jesus was born between 6 BC and 4 BC. The actions that King Herod does not explain why. Um, I actually had a um, thought to that. So what is, um, I'll get into prostrated later in another post. So, but moving on. In Matthew 2, 13, 15, they escaped to Egypt. Um, when Herod, when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. Herod is going to search for the child and to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. He said there until he stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled. Out Egypt, out of Egypt, I call my son. And Matthew two sixteen seventeen is what's known as a massacre in his infants or innocence. When Herod realized that he had been de uh, deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem in his vicinity, two years old and younger, in accordance with the time he had asserted from Magi. So obviously several things are happening in right here. The Magi, or wise men, are warned not to return back to Herod. And when Herod learned of what they did, he ordered the killing of the infants. In history, depending on who you talk to, this either happened or didn't happen. We also think that by the time he was meant, by the time the wise men showed up and found Mary and Jesus, and that Jesus was two years old because Herod had ordered all boys from two and younger to be killed. Part of the conversation between Herod and the wise men to how long they had been following the North Star of the East. Remember, everybody's walking, they're on camels, and so when they saw this star, it could have been they could have been following a star for two years. Uh, so. Let's go back to the Christmas or nativity story. There's a uh, popular song. We three kings of glorious night. We actually don't know how many kings, wise men, or magi there were because the Bible in any translation doesn't say that. It was just a clever way to get people to remember the song lyrics, a catchy song. We also don't know where the magi actually came from either, but there are clues to where they might have based off the gifts they brought, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But overall, because there was only three gifts, it's safe to say that there was only three wise men. And even still, we just don't know because it doesn't say. All right. Moving on. Okay. So once the Magi had left Joseph, as, as uh, once the Magi had left, Joseph had a dream. This is called a flight to Egypt. Um, in Matthew 2, th uh, 2, 13, 14, when they had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord. We already covered that. Okay. Whew. All right. 
By this time, Joseph was very aware of what King Herod could do. He had built a reputation as a persecutor of Christians. He also, by this time, had didn't question his dreams from an angel and was quick to jump up, pack up Mary, and two-year-old Jesus and take off. This was a long trip. It probably took them four to seven days to walk this, or about 430 miles, which today, that's the same distance from New York City to South Carolina border, or from L.A. to Tucson, Arizona, or even Dallas to Baton Rouge. If everything went well, by the time to ban- by this, if everything went well, by this time, bandits were a thing and they would pick off in, in, anyone walking alone. So it's more than likely Joseph, Mary, and T.O. Jesus traveled with a caravan along the established trade route for protection. Cairo is where they went. So why Egypt of all these places? Egypt was a logical place to find refuge. It was outside the dominions of King Herod, but both Egypt and Judea were part of the Roman Empire, linked by a coastal road known as the Way of the Sea, making travel between them easy and relatively safe. Egypt was a traditional place of refuge for those fleeing from danger in Palestine. I can only imagine what this place looked like in that time period. Because here you have a melting pot of people from all over the known world. And the known world in this time, you have to remember, the known world is around a Mediterranean Sea, okay? Um, speaking uh, uh, in the biblical times, in the Roman times, in the Roman-occupied Jerusalem, the known world, and when Rome, when Rome, blah, 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 when Romans were at the height of their power, Everything that they touched was pretty much around the Mediterranean Sea, Egypt, all around in there, and up at the North Shore and all that kind of stuff. So their worlds, quote unquote, their world, their what they knew as their world was the Mediterranean Sea. So it's not like um, we're talking about all of their world. We're just talking about what they knew. So again, I can only imagine what this would look like because you, here you have all these refugees coming in from... Um, coming in from all across their known world to get away from certain people. Even though Egypt had, uh, Rome Rome had territory in Egypt and Cairo that was part of the Roman Empire, they were still getting away from certain people. Because the Romans knew one thing. In order to have peace, you must give peace and accept all people for what they are. And it, so they were like, you're more than welcome to come here, praise and worship, whatever you want to do. It's fine. Just don't do anything stupid or otherwise we'll crucify you. <laughs> so um, they were fine with it. It was the kings, the magistrates, the people who were uh, like the mayors, like Pontius Pilate or not, King Herod and all those guys, they're the ones who took it too far and went like, you got to do it this way. And Romans were like, you guys are stupid. You guys are idiots. You just need to let it be. It'll be fine. It'll work itself out. You know, I got to tell people it's fine. They'll wake up tomorrow. They'll be all right. You know, just, 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 just let it go. If somebody gets mad, you're like, okay, be mad. When you're done, I'll be right here. You know? So, uh, <clears throat> um, so we'll move on now. So when did they return home? In Matthew 2, 19, 23, it says, When Herod had died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought for the child's life are dead. He rose, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father, Herod, 
he was afraid to go back there. And because he had been warned in a dream, he departed for the region of Galilee. He went and dwelt in a town called Nazareth, so that he had been spoken, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He shall be called a Nazarene, Jesus the Nazareth. As mentioned before, we believe that King Herod died in 4 BC, when the which then brings the idea that Jesus was Jesus being two years old by this time, if not older, he was born 6 BE 6 BC. The clues are the same. The Magi had been traveling for two years, and by the time they found Jesus in the massacre of the innocents by King Herod, two years and younger, they finally came home. They find uh, <laughs> and then Jesus and finally King Herod died in 4 BC. So, um. Again, nothing is written about exactly the timeline of how long they were in Cairo for or how anything. Nowhere it's written. If it's written, it's not in a book that we that's in the public today. It's either not been published or it's lost and lost to history. Okay. Um, so how old was Jesus when he returned from Egypt? Again, this is that question of when was to say we got a pretty good idea. Simply put two to four years old, always depending on who you talk to, of course. What Jesus Was Jesus still an infant by the time he magic showed up, or was he two years old by the time magic showed up? Was he an infant or was he two? The only clues we have is when King Herod died, and the fact that King Herod is in the Bible, remember when I said people back then didn't have a calendar, so they would count time and age by events in history, 45 summers from such and such event. This is where that comes into play for sure. Uh, so remember like when I was born, it was a time when it rained the hardest. And, uh, that was, uh, let's see, uh, 45 summers ago. So gotta be 45. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Drink of water. All right. And Matthew, it said, Matthew two twenty two says, but when 22, 23, but when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea and place over uh, of his father, had he was afraid to go back there and be and because okay, where I covered all that, blah blah. Um, apparently, Herod's son Archelaus was no better than his father, and and this frightened Joseph, and he decided to go and stay in town in Nazareth. He was called a Nazarene. Um, the you know and monkey see monkey do right. So the child grew up watching his father be a total jerk to every everybody who believed in something he didn't believe. And so he's like, I'm going to do the same thing because what else do I know? Um, so you might know people like that today. You're like, oh, you're just like your dad, man. Uh, and Luke, there's no mention of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph going to Egypt or even King Herod. This is though, this is though where we hear of in a Christmas story where the prophets, where the shepherds were in a field and are found. Okay. Uh, Luke 2, 820. I'm going to read this. Uh now there were shepherds in the region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I proclaim to you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a savior has been born for you who is Messiah, for who is for you who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swallowing clothing, clothes and laying in a manger. manger. And suddenly there is a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those to him to whom his favorite, his favorite rests. 
the visit of the shepherds. When the angels went away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go, let's go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that, this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed, but what had been told by what had been told to them by the shepherds shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. When the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it has just as it has been told to them. All right. I like to try to put myself in their shoes. I try to go back to my shoes. So let's try to imagine this. You're in a field like every field you know, growing up at night. When out of nowhere, angels fly over. How many is not known? In this time, they the only thing you ever seen flying was birds, not a person not with wings. Some say there were many of, some say there were many in, in this translation, it says the angel of the Lord, meaning one, flies past you, stops, turns around towards you and shouts. A magnificent bright light then turns night to day. How many shepherds is not known, even but either, but I'm thinking there was more than a few. I'm even willing to guess that one or two of them ran away because who wouldn't, right? But the ones who stayed were told about this amazing thing that just happened. And if it is born, he is a Messiah and Lord. He is wrapped in a, uh, wrapped up in a manger. Then a bunch of angels showed up at once and started singing. This is where the story, glory to God in the highest, comes from. Glory to God in the highest, comes from. Then poof, they fly up away and disappear. I'm thinking the shepherds were speechless, scared out of their minds. After a few minutes, if not longer, they finally look at each other and say, let us go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which then the Lord has, which, which then the Lord has made known to us. I wonder, I actually wonder how far they were from Bethlehem. If they had to, if they had to say, let's go to Bethlehem a few hundred yards or even a couple miles, if not more, just a thought I was, uh, just thought I always had drink of water. Just remember, <clears throat> so just remember they were so freaked out that they forgot everything and just had to do what they were told to do. Nothing else mattered at that point. So now picture that you're Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus laying in a manger, place, uh, laying in a place where they kept the animals. And for the fact that Mary even survived childbirth is a miracle in itself in that time. Hence, why they had so many children back then. I talked about that in a few posts before. We'll get into that to another post. Shepherds burst in and you see them staring at you. Clearly, they're freaked out, sweating scared, whatever else, they immediately start telling you what, what, uh, they just saw, what just happened to them in the fields and what they just fields. And they ran, um, in the fields probably before they ever could catch their breath because it says they went in haste, meaning they ran. I can only imagine now exciting the, uh, exciting the atmosphere. I can only imagine how exciting the atmosphere was, uh, was during this time few minutes a few hours had passed but either way the shepherds clearly heard and saw something they that had got them very excited and they had to see it for themselves to do so 
and when they and then they left mary was very happy and kept all this all what they had said to himself reflecting on in her heart i'm sure this was i'm sure she was extremely proud when the shepherds left they left singing and praising god i wonder if they could be considered the first christians or is that reaching to or is that reaching too far you decide that's what i wrote <laughs> all right <clears throat> jesus is named jesus is named it's a question mark luke 2 21 says when eight days were completed for when, when eight days were completed for his circumcision he was named jesus this name given by him given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb this is interesting to me because it says that a child boy wasn't named until it was until he was circumcised. Remember that Jesus and his family were Jew, are Jewish, and in Jewish traditions, this answer is: when a child is circumcised, he is entered into God's covenant with Abraham and and his descendants. He joins a chain linking him to the very beginning of our nation. It is only fitting to give him a give him his Jewish name after he has become a full fledged member of the Jewish nation. Perhaps another reason why we postpone naming a child until circumcision is because the first Jewish name was given in junction with his mitzvah. This does go back to Genesis Gen, to Genesis Genesis. This goes back to Genesis. In Genesis 17, 9, 14 God said to Abraham, for you, for your part, you and your descendants, after you must keep my covenant throughout my, the ages, this is the covenant between me and you and your descendants after you, that you uh, must keep every male among you shall be circumcised, circumcision, circumcise the flesh of your foreskin. That will be the sign of the covenant between me and you throughout the ages, every male among you when he is eight days old shall be circumcised including houseborn slaves and those acquired the money from acquired with money from any foreigner who is not of your descendants yes both the household slave houseborn slaves and those acquired with money must be circumcised thus my covenant will be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant if a male is uncircumcised that is if the flesh of his foreskin has not been cut away, such a one will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. End of passage. So, um, so what was Jesus named after he was born? Uh, child, baby, infant, thing. Um, but by this scripture, by the telling of the Jewish law, it wasn't until eight days later until they finally gave him his name based off of what I've learned by, by, by what my studies are. All right, moving on. In Luke 2, 22, 24, the presentation of the temple. The presentation of the temple. When the, days were, when the days were completed by their purification according to the law of Moses, they saw, they took him, they took him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord just as it is written in, in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be circum, uh, circumcised, shall be concentrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the, with the dictate of the law of the Lord. <clears throat> it is definitely clear 
that Mary and Joseph clearly had a, had to stay with the Jewish within the Jewish rules. It was known that Mary had a baby, and it was expected for Mary to do what she was supposed to do in accordance to the law of Moses. No one in that time would have ever thought it, think what would have ever thought against doing something different. All right, more water. In Luke two twenty, in Luke two thirty nine, the return of Nazareth. When they had fulfilled all the presentations of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. This is simple scripture that just saying that they did what was expected according to the law of the Lord and went home. It's simple, simple. I say simple, simple because people try to make this a little more into it than it really is because they just, they did what they were told. They did what they knew. Um, okay. <clears throat> Luke two forty one fifty two. Each year his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to festival custom. After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they joined, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among the relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in a temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who and all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw them, they were astonished and. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you great anxiety. And he said to them, Why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. He went down, said to them, He went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. So <clears throat> this, this, with this, it shows that Mary and Joseph were very dedicated to raising him in the Jewish law be, became, like I said, they wouldn't think differently of it and probably never had a thought of think differently of it either. Passover lasted eight days. Okay. So they were, uh, they were in, uh, where were they? Jerusalem. Anyways, they're at the temple for eight days doing this thing, which is still a thing today. In Luke 2, 43, 46, it says, After they had completed its days, as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking that he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in a temple, sitting in the midst of his teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Okay, <clears throat> what I just did there, I read you Luke. Uh, I don't know why that, uh, I think that's probably a different book. Uh, yeah, it's a different book. I've got, I missed, I misread the book. But that's a different, that's one of the different gospels. So basically I, I did that wrong. Anyways. Okay. Several things with this part. I couldn't imagine that he, what, what was going through Mary and Joseph's mind when they were walked, traveling back to Nazareth, Jerusalem to Nazareth is about a 31 hour walk. 
which would be more likely than a more than likely a two-day trip. They traveled with the caravan for protection, and plus, that's what everyone did at the time. If you were in, if you were Jewish who went to Pat, you went to Passover at the temple, and the people was in Jerusalem, and the people, and, you know, and the Passover at the temple, and the temple was in Jerusalem. I can think that Jesus, being a twelve-year-old boy, is running around th- with all the children in the caravan over the saddest. Or okay, 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 back up. So you're, you're a mom and dad, you're walking around, you're going back home and you think that your son is running around with all the other boys in the group because remember, Jesus was a human. He was a boy. So obviously boys do what boys do. They run off and they have fun with each other to play. Um, and um, you turn around, look around, where's the where, where's Jesus? Where, where, where do you go? And everybody's like, I haven't seen him. I thought he was with you. Do you see him? No, I don't know where he's at, blah, blah. So that's what happened. Um, so, or the saddest idea is that Mary and Joseph were on such a spiritual high that they just flat out forgot about Jesus. But after a day of not seeing Jesus running around, they freaked out like any parents would and started screaming and looking for him. Finally, finally deciding he has to be back in Jerusalem somewhere. I cannot imagine that. I cannot imagine what's going through their minds. In Matthew, it talks about King Herod in the, they think, oh my God, they finally found him and who knows what else we're going to do with him in their minds and they ran as they were running back to Jerusalem. Three days, three days had passed and they finally found him, and they finally found him sitting in a temple, listening and talking to the Jewish teachers. They were amazed by Jesus, by all his questions. Obviously, no one knew who he was then. In certain translations, whenever Jesus speaks, the scripture is in red. Mark Mary finally finds him and being upset mom being upset mom being a, being an upset mom like any other mom would be gets on would be what gets on to him and Jesus calmly looks at mom and says I'm fine I know where I'm at you're the one that's lost I'm good I know where I'm supposed to be I'm right here in the house in the temple listening to my father all right move on Luke 2 49 50 he answered them why did you have to look for me didn't you know what had to be in my father's house but then but they didn't answer him in return this part raises another question in me didn't Mary and Joseph forget who he was already verses 50 it says in verse 50 it says but they didn't understand his answer Jesus knew where he had to be he knew what he was going to what was going on he was perfectly fine uh, fine being where he was to himself. He wasn't lost to his parents. He was Luke two fifty one. He went down with them and came to mass to Nazareth and was uh, obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. Still as a human child and good little boy, he went with his mom back to Nazareth and being a mom that loves her son, she kept everything he says close to her heart, which now to me says she remembers who he is and where he came from. I wonder about the timeline during this because in Luke it says eight days after Jesus was born, he was circumcised. Then they took him to the temple. So many, so how many days had passed between him being circumcised to the temple and returning to Nazareth? This is what I came with that Jesus was born. Bethlehem, eight days later, he is circumcised. Forty days after his birth, according to the Jewish law, he is presented to the tape to the temple. So 48 days until he was a full-fledged Jew. Okay, that's pretty much what it sounds like. 
Remember when I talked about the different translations, I'll give you a sneak peek into the post that I'm saving for later. Now, depending on the translations you read, this is going to say it differently. The translation I've been quoting, copying in, the, in this post is the Catholic Bible, specifically the Good News Bible Catholic Edition, because I am Catholic. However, I am not oblivious or blind to all the other translations. I speak NIV, New International Version, NLT, New Living Translation, and finally the CEB, the Common English Bible Translations, meaning that's what I speak. The Catholic Bibles are typically very proper English, which is great, but I don't always speak with speak that way, nor hear that all the time. Side note, this is another this is part of another individual uh, individual story tour. This is part of my individual story tour I came to today. Okay. And that's it. So whoo, that was a good post. All right. <clears throat> So that's how I kind of back up a little bit. So we now, Jesus is 12 years old. I've actually messed this up because it's supposed to be before King Herod and the Magi, but this is where we are now. So um, Jesus is 12 at this point. And actually at this point is where we lose track of him. Uh, we find that Jesus, we lose track of him. And in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, it picks up where um, Jesus is in, uh, um, Jesus appears before, shows up at John the Baptist, when John Baptist baptizes him. That's where we find Jesus. And we think Jesus is about 30 years old at this time when he shows up, or roughly 29 to 30 years old when he finally shows up. That's where we finally catch up with him again later on in the book. So this is where this post will end. Because from here on, the remaining two Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and John are caught up. Mark 1-1 starts with John the Baptist, and John 1-1 starts with the prologue, Christ the Eternal World, the, the Eternal Word, will catch up with John the Baptist later. The entirety of this post was really to show you how these two books, Luke and Matthew, even though they share the same story, are different. And to start piecing together the timeline with the first question. When was Jesus born? The story behind Jesus and his birth, the nativity story or the Christmas story. And he, and then, if you remember the stories as a child, you can also see how the pieces were put together from both books in this and to make the Christmas story one full story. The timeline will continue as well. King Herod and the Magi are next. That's what I wrote. We've already covered King Herod. We already covered the Magi. This is supposed to be before King Herod and the Magi this post but i messed up whatever i'm not perfect either of you so so there you go that's the that's the story that's it um and that's in this post so hey if you got any questions comments answers comment behind in the post below on church table church table productions facebook page email me church table productions at gmail.com and I'll talk to you. I'll answer your I'll answer your questions and maybe record it later on for another post. But until then, I'm Dan, Church Table Productions. What's it and what nots of Christianity? Okay, love you. Bye.